obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. After last week's downer of an episode, here is a more positive one. I have been thinking about this recently and I constantly am amazed about how amazing my customers are. I know some of you listen, so thank you. And I'm here to tell you, you are amazing. And, and I just thought to myself, what, what is the learning here? Is this, uh, is this about, I don't know, uh, attraction? Is this about, uh, is it strategic? And really, is there things, are there things that we can actually do to attract sorts of customers that actually we we want in our business and it's not that some customers are good or bad it's just about attracting i suppose the, the right kind of customers or the customers that are going to you know you're going to gel with you're going to connect with you're going to be able to collaborate with and that's really i suppose our view of of particularly we're talking here about mostly selling livestock it, it probably goes into selling meat to some extent too but definitely into selling livestock and that is about, well, this is a, it's not a transaction, it's a partnership. It's not a, a sale. It's this, It's not a, an, an end of something like closing the sale. It's about the start of something. And I guess it's just something that I find quite fascinating that can we, can we really learn from this? Can we really replicate this? Is this something that perhaps is really going to help us to facilitate this more and perhaps even start it more where we actually can get better outcomes, better customers, better results, better better businesses really. And that's really what I guess we're we're all all about. And uh anyway, so here are a few things <laughs> uh, because I don't think that amazing customers happen without effort. And if you are thinking, I need me some amazing customers, then I think we've got to be strategic about it. And again, I know this is, again, coming off another conversation or thought process I've been having, which is around price of um, lamb slash sheep slash animals in the market. Yeah. Cause there's a whole other sort of issue going on definitely here in Australia. I'm, um, I know it happens overseas too, from time to time 
where, you know, we're in a commodity market, it fluctuates, you know, one year you can get crazy prices, the next year you can get crazy prices, if you know what I mean. So at, at extreme. So here are a few little things. First of all, I think we have got to really think about um, what, what is your business? What is your position in the marketplace? And what is your point of difference? So when you, as an organization, you know, as a business, when you actually, I suppose, position yourself, where are you positioning yourself? And that could be from the continuum of um, be, being a very boutique niche business to a very standard, streamlined, you know, ma making everything as easy as possible. Because when you go boutique niche, things get very complicated and things get very, uh, I suppose, unique or tailored or customized. So, and again, it's not that one's bad and one's good. It's just that they're two completely different ends of the spectrum. So you've got to position yourself along that continuum. There may be several other continuums. For example, the continuum of servicing. So a no frills, <laughs> no frills model where it's, it's again, easy, easy for customers, easy for you. The customers get the lowest possible price and, you know, that's it's, it's selling on price basically to, again, you have got a, you know, do you want fries with that <laughs> kind of model or, you know, here, here is this and that and the other add-ons, value adds, and you get this and you get that and you get the other to, you know, so again, you've got two different sort of ends of the spectrum and, you know, you might find yourself positioning yourself somewhere along that continuum. So what makes you stand out? And then what characteristics make your business different? And then are those characteristics valued by the, your customer? So for example, uh, let me just give you some specific examples of this. There are some people who contact me reasonably frequently, I would say every three to six months, asking if I have sheep for sale. <laughs> and, you know, for most of the time, I just kind of think, oh, man, not you again. You're very nice and all, and I'm very happy to help you, but you are probably not the sort of customer that I that my my business is set up for, mainly because what you're really asking for is, Jill, do you have cheap sheep? Yeah, that's what they're asking. Do you have cheap sheep? And, you know, or do you have, I've even had someone say, you know, I'm happy to take anything. You know, even if it's a ram and has one ball, I'm happy to, you know, thinking, why would I devalue my product so much that I would put that out there in the marketplace. It's not what my business stands for. And, and really you should see, have a look at my business and think about what type of business is this? You know, it, it, where do you think I sit on the continuum if you're going to deal with me? Um, and, and it's not that, uh, you know, my business model is perfect or my business model is the business model. It's not about that. It's just about thinking that, Everyone buys from someone. And in that buying from someone, you are buying from people because of what you want. And you might want something that's different. Like I had a fabulous customer come to me on the weekend. And this is what really spurred, I've had a really, some really interesting interactions with customers lately. Last weekend or this weekend, 
and the weekend before, both situations, customers came. And in both instances, they had both, they'd asked me about price and I'd given them the price. And when they came, they instantly responded, yes, can we come and see? And uh, you, you know, I just said, sure, sure, absolutely. Come, come and have a look. And, and I'm, and I'm, you know, we're, we're, we've got a sale coming up. So an, an on-farm sale coming up. So that's where they're going to buy. If they, most of them are going to buy at the on-farm sale, but I can still tell them what's going to be like and the prices and what to expect and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but the point is they said to me, well, you know, you can hop online to X website or X.com and you, you can get things that are X price, but that's not what we want. You know, we, we want to know how the animal is treated. We want to see or, or experience the sort of the farming practices and we want to have an ongoing relationship. And for me, that is what I'm all about. You know, why would I, and, and, and I guess think about this, it takes a lot to find a new customer. Yeah, it does take a lot in this business to find new customers. That's why the sale yards do so well. Because, well, if if you're if you're selling in a is volume high volume sort of situation, sale yards work really well. Because, well, you don't really need to have a relationship with your customer, but you just need to have a relationship with your stock agent. And again, nothing wrong with that. We have a stock agent that we use occasionally for for cattle. You know, and they have a, they have a. It's brilliant to have a good relationship with them. So I think we should anyway. And let's look at what else we can do, particularly when commodity prices are down, times are tough, or when you are trying to establish your business, your characteristics about your business in a different area or a different angle, where you're at different ends of the spectrum. Uh, I even had someone else on the weekend tell me, you know, oh, such and such a person, they really have a lot of problems trying to get rid of their sheep. And it just made me think, yeah, if if you're not strategic about it, you will. You will seriously have a lot of challenges trying to get rid of certain types of sheep in certain types of markets. And you're going to be very frustrated and you're going to be very disillusioned. And if you go through a stock agent, then you know, you're just going to get whatever the rock bottom going price is at the moment, which is pretty rock bottom. So articulate your position and differentiate your product, your service, and and think about what it is your customer wants so that you can have an alignment between you and that particular customer segment. That's what we're really after, just a customer segment, you know, and other people can target other customer segments. No problem at all. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, and then in that, really, once you start to think about that, then think about, okay, well, defining your market. What types of customers generate the most business for you? And what benefits are your customers gaining from purchasing from you? So for us, the benefits are tangible ones, like they buy a sheep, tangible. And the benefits are intangible. So relationship, contacts, connections, networks, education, resources, help, support, mentoring, 
you know, a product, uh, you know, whatever it might be, all these sorts of different uh, uh, different things. Of course, you can think about the psychoanalytics of your customer as well, and this could be anything from their personality, their values, their attitudes, their lifestyles, their behaviors. For us, for example, we know that our sweet spot is someone who, you know, wants to take sheep breeding seriously uh, and at the same time understands that there is, you know, a, a lot to learn. But for us, that's where we find the sweet spot is. They, they really want to, I just mean that they're going to do it on a big scale. It's just that they really want to invest the time and effort in, in doing it well. So that's for us the, the sort of the sweet spot. And for us, those are the customers who come back to us. So those customers will come back and say, okay, Jill, what's my next step? Or how do I do a breeding plan? Or, you know, I'm wanting a ram and I'm wanting to, sh- to, to find different genetics. Where would I go? You know, so it's not always coming back to, to buy from us, but they're coming back to trust us with the question, to trust us with advice. You know, so these sorts of, um, these sorts of things as well. And then in that, you can even niche it down to your ideal customer. So who is that customer who will not hire a kick? They'll come to you every three to six months and say, Jill, do you have any cheap sheep? Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's just, it's just about trying to think, okay, well, if I, like this customer who came on the weekend, you know, there was three or four emails and then we spent, I spent an hour with them and I know, and they've, they've sort of already put in an order for sheep and they're going to come to the sale and pick out the sheep that they want. So that is worth it. Those hours that I've invested in that person, yes, it's time and yes, it's an investment, but what it's going to do is going to result in a return. Not only do I have that customer's business in the in the short term, I know I will have their business, their relationship, their trust in the medium and in the long term as well. And that's really what I'm wanting wanting to do. So with that, then, you know, thinking of who your ideal customer is, you've got to think about what what does your business stand for? So really think about having a solid brand identity. So your business image, your um, business uh, values, anything that connects or could connect your customer with your brand. So the podcast is, for example, a huge part of our brand that we actually have created. It, I didn't really realize it was going to be at the time, but it has. It's become a huge part of the the brand, um, and even the so the colors and the logo and the philosophies, anything like that, becomes a, a part of your brand identity that you actually stand for, or that, that actually really, I suppose, connects with you and connects with your customer and connects with everything that you actually. Um, actually stand for uh, as well. And these are just questions that you need to, you need to think about um, too. I mean, you can do lots of stuff as well. Other little things about attracting the right customers would be your marketing strategy. So how are you going to publicize or promote your brand? What sort of environments, publications, are you going to to use? Um, are you going to even have a customer loyalty program, for example, where there's a referral program or a referral scheme? Or are you going to just you know consider that if you service your customers, they will refer you on? 
Um, how do you manage your email marketing? Do you even have an email marketing strategy? If you don't, you need one. It's huge. It's an oldie but a goodie. Uh, and then do you have an online presence, your social media, your website? And indeed, where are you going? What is your network that you're using or your network strategy? Uh, and it, when you approach networking, you approach networking with, how can I help you rather than how can you help me? Yeah. <laughs> now, there's going to be a time and a place for you when you're out there shopping in the market for things where you go, how can you help me with this? But we're talking here about you attracting the customer of choice for you and good, amazing customers. And then you flip your thinking to how can I help you? It's the attitude you want. So I'm out there, I'm networking with my potential customers in my potential area. And I am thinking, how can I help you customer I haven't even met yet? What are some of the things that are going to be important for you? What are some of the things that are going to make a difference to you? And how can I potentially get to know you and understand you and perhaps find out what it is that you actually need? So for me, we looked inward first. What was it that we couldn't find? And I know this is probably, you know, you're hearing this for the 15th millionth time. So when we were in our situation, we're in our early days, we just couldn't find unbiased, neutral uh, information that would help us make decisions. We could find people who would make the decisions for us, buy this, do that. This is what you need to do. Like I remember, I was even just thinking about it today, the people who owned our property. And um, when we bought this property, he had sheep on here. And um, we had a chat with him about sheep and uh, we told him what we were going to do. And he said, oh, that's a stupid idea. You know, what you need to be doing is breeding crossbred sheep. Now, crossbred sheep are great. I talk about them on the podcast all the time. There's pros and cons. But, you know, the point, I suppose, was that that particular person was single-minded and they would have sold us crossbred sheep or got us crossbred sheep because that's what they did. So that's bias. Yeah. They think it's right because they do it, so therefore it's right for everyone. 100% unconscious bias. Yeah. So what we needed was unbiased, impartial, neutral advice, support, and then opportunities, safe opportunities to learn, easy opportunities to learn. And apart from going on a farming honeymoon, which was a lot of fun, um, we, we did anything. We couldn't find anything uh, at all. So we created it and it's so good because, you know, it's the kind of philosophy, build it and they will come. And I think maybe, maybe that's our answer here. If you want amazing customers, build it and they will come. Yeah. Build what they want. Think about who they are and then position it well and they will come and they will stay. It's kind of crazy, isn't it, when you actually think about this? And really, we're talking about sort of, you know, a unique value proposition, perhaps just tweaking it. And I see so many successful organizations, successful farmers, um, and and even agricultural organizations who do this really, really well. And I think that's just so, so lovely to, to sort of see um, where we sort of really think about 
what it is that's missing, what what is a gap in the market, and we disrupt like hell. Yeah, we disrupt like hell to perhaps make it and we disrupt to create something new where it didn't exist before or something unique where it didn't, didn't exist before. And I think for a lot of us, this is a huge, huge opportunity for us to be able to do this, be able to really create something that is uh, is so unique and and so you uh, and your own tweak on things, your own spin on things, and something that your customer really, really likes. Um, like one of the things we've always had a major philosophy and major focus for us on community. And what we've done with this sort of education angle is really focus on youth, not just youth, but, you know, diversity really. But we do attract a lot of young people who come and, you know, I mean, these are not sort of what I would call amazing customers in terms of, you know, yeah, you know, they may buy stuff off us, but really we're, we're paying them, but they're, they're just facilitating that who we are. They're adding to our unique differentiator about what we do and how people can learn from young people and people can, uh, I suppose, build confidence. And I see this all the time. I see older customers come and they interact with someone who's young and they learn from each other and it makes people feel really safe and secure. And I think that's kind of what actually really makes the difference. You know, when when we have that safety, that environment of value, people feel like, well, I can do this too. I, I've got the ability and I've got things I can offer. And, and therefore, that builds this sort of feeling, this builds this environment for us and it works. It really, really works. So a couple of questions for you then. If you want to attract amazing customers, then what can you do? What do you stand for? What is your position? Can you think about perhaps who your customers are? Yeah, so who your actual customers are. Can you think about what it is they need and want? So what is it that um, your position is and your differentiator is? So one, articulate your position and your differentiation in the marketplace. What makes you different? Define your target market. Who is your ideal customer? And what benefits do they gain from working and engaging with you? And then really start to understand them. What makes them tick? What are they missing? What do they really, really want? And then you can start to think about your branding and can you brand yourself and your organization so that it speaks to those particular customers in that particular way? And then can you put it into action with your marketing strategy, with your philosophy, with your values, and with your execution? Because that's the hard 
hard work, isn't it? When you actually start to get in front of your target audience, when you start to create whatever it is that they're wanting, whatever it is that they're missing, and then when you start to really bring that to life for them. But you know what? That's what building a business is all about. This is what building a sustainable, ongoing organization is really all about. And this industry is no different than any other industry. The sheep industry is no different than any other in industry. We just happen to have cuter things that we sell. That's all. Don't forget about how cute they are. So I really encourage you to think about how learning from some of these sort of, I don't know, some of these stories that I'm supposed to sharing with you about these amazing customers and at the same time some of these stories about frustrating things as well, the tire kickers, the customers who only want to buy cheap stuff. There's plenty of places for them to do that. It's probably not with you or I. You know, if they just want the, you know, the pizza, whatever, then you know where to go for that. You know where to go for that. And again, everyone's different. So that's not wrong. You've just got to understand what that looks like or what that means for you. And, you know, if you want to attract different customers, then sell and market to attract those different customers. And you will do so. You will attract and build the most amazing customers of your entire keeping career. And that's what will mean that you will sustain the hardships, the hard times, the rock bottom commodity prices. These are things that will make us a little bit more sustainable, a little bit more that we can sort of thrive no matter what comes our way. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sheep Show podcast. Would you like some more hands-on farming experience? Here at Holston Valley Farm, we run personal on-farm practical education where you learn to farm with us. Interested? Get in touch via the Contact Us page at www.holstonvalleyfarm.com and let's explore how we can help you achieve more with your sheep. How's your sheep journey going? Contact me via Instagram at Holston Valley Farm or via email jill at holstonvalleyfarm.com.au. And until next time, sheep well.